Well, first up, uh, plans were unveiled today for Canada Day celebrations in the nation's capital in Ottawa. A return to festivities after a few years without them. Tens of thousands of people are expected to be in the nation's capital for the celebration. They've moved it down a bit to a place called Le Breton Flats, which is uh, just a few kilometers west of Parliament Hill. Uh, so keeping stuff off the hill because there's ongoing renovation there. But Ottawa police will also be on alert for potential disruptions following the weeks-long blockade of Parliament Hill over the winter and vows from protesters that they will be there uh, for the big day and uh, for a bit this summer. An Ottawa police officer says this year we'll see a, quote, unprecedented and unique Canada Day. Well, what exactly does that mean? Uh, He says it's with never-before-seen security posture in the city. Uh, Joining me now with more is Michael Kempa. He is in Ottawa. He's an associate professor of criminology at the University of Ottawa. Thanks for your time tonight. Thank you. So we're finding out a little bit more about exactly what Canada Day is going to look like in Ottawa. And uh, it looks like it'll be at least uh, security will be a lot tighter than it has been in the past. Yes, it'll have to be a lot tighter on account of there are very many planned demonstrations. uh, The return of the so-called freedom movement back to protest the remaining vaccine mandates, such as they are at this time, will be mixed in with ordinary Canada Day revelers and other groups that will be looking to make their points at several different locations across the city. It sounds like quite the challenge. I mean, Canada Day at its best of times. uh, I know, I guess it's important to point out that the actual official celebrations will not be happening on Parliament Hill this year. That's right. They're moving them down to the Le Breton Flats area, which is about two kilometres to the west of the parliamentary buildings. Um, It's sort of an underutilized space. The city has had plans to turn it into a major residential and shopping district. Like many things in Ottawa, the development has been a little bit slow, but it is a it is a pleasant space um, to make use of for major festivals and and things like fireworks for Canada Day. So, but but again, because of where it is, there's not much around there. So I'm assuming that most people who will be heading to those festivities would probably come through the downtown area where Parliament Hill is. So, so how do police propose to try and keep everything peaceful and 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 organized? So number one, we've learned through the February convoy and then the rolling thunder uh, motorcycle protests that rolled through uh, in the month of May. You've got to keep vehicles moving. You cannot allow people to bed down in the thoroughfares, in the roadways with their vehicles. And the police are well within their rights and responsibilities to block off certain roads, direct traffic to areas where vehicles can legally be left and parked and so forth and so on, and basically make sure that people, rather than vehicles, have their charter rights to go about wherever they may please, make their peaceable points, um, and otherwise enjoy the day. Uh, I gather that Ottawa police have jurisdiction uh, for the main event for the first time. What prompted that change? What does that mean? Well, since they've moved away from the parliamentary district with the main celebration, that is in the terror that Le Breton's flat is just in an ordinary Ottawa City Municipal Space. So the police will take the lead in coordinating that event. It almost doesn't really matter in a sense which police agency is in charge as long as who is in charge is clear. And this time it's crystal clear. It's the Ottawa police for most of those ordinary celebrations taking place in the Le Breton Flats area. Um, 
how will it, how do you think it will look for for the average uh, sort of tourist just heading there or Ottawa heading there just to enjoy the Labreton Flats part of things if there's all kinds of stuff going on elsewhere? What it sounds like it's going to be a complex operation to try to keep uh, everyone happy and everyone uh, sort of <laughs> to themselves. There's potential, I imagine, for for flare ups. Well, there 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 is that potential, and that's the worry. On both sides. So on the side of the so-called freedom movement, you have people that are not happy with the previous state response, seeing people charged and processed through the court system, their leadership especially. But then in the community side, there are people who are growing increasingly intolerant of having large groups of people making what they see to be offensive points, sometimes not always, but in an offensive way, if we're talking about loud noise past 11, truck horns, and so forth. So there's the danger that these groups could clash. So ordinary revelers mixing with protesters, mixing with security services, mixing with aggrieved local residents, that's a volatile combination. So the idea of saying, all right, let's take to the best we can the revelers to a separate area. Let's make sure traffic keeps moving so that the residents don't get too upset And let's frankly allow people to make whatever points that they might like to make in public space, however ridiculous others may feel that those points are, as long as they're not criminal forms of hate speech, there's really, there's no harm in allowing them to do that. Don't make martyrs out of people who who would like to make arguments about the remaining vaccine mandates. My understanding is at the moment, the main focus of the attention is on the 14-day quarantine periods. Um, These are really pretty much the last rules in place. Um, outside of outside of Alberta, at least. And it's up to people in Canada to decide if there's any sort of merit to that argument. If you're sick, should you be allowed to circulate or should they enforce quarantine? Um, given that the festivities were moved off Parliament Hill this year, mainly because I guess Parliament Hill, there's renovations going on. It's just not a suitable place to have a large event. Uh, how will the Parliament Hill security handle this then? Is there any, I imagine it's all coordinated at this point, but we, we certainly saw a lack of coordination, we thought, uh, over the winter. Yes. The big thing is that we're still not allowing and we probably should never allow vehicles along the main road, Wellington, right in front of Parliament ever again. And that's for the reason that you've got MPs offices, the Supreme Court buildings, parliamentary buildings, um, offices for bureaucrats all along that that would be very attractive to people with bad intentions who may we're talking about lone wolf type actors, not ordinary protesters who may want to go into that area with explosives. So we are shutting that down. I'm speaking with Michael Kempa. He's an associate professor of criminology at the University of Ottawa. We're talking about Heritage Canada and Ottawa Police today unveiling their plans for Canada Day celebrations. This year, of course, they return. Uh, they will not be, the main ones will not be on Parliament Hill, though. They'll be in Le Breton Flats, which is a few kilometers uh, to the west of the hill. But there are lots of different people planning, we believe, or have heard, uh, to make their way towards uh, the parliamentary precinct uh, on Canada Day and before uh, to voice their displeasure over certain government policies that are still in place. Uh, when we come back, we'll talk quickly just about what uh, what the rest of the summer will look like, because there are plans, of course, for different protest groups to uh, to stay in Ottawa, uh, or at least in the Ottawa region, uh, for, for not just Canada Day, but through uh, several weeks. And we'll get to that after this. I'm speaking with Michael Kempa. He's an associate professor of criminology at the University of Ottawa. Heritage Canada and Ottawa Police today held a briefing, a technical briefing uh, for the media and others to, uh, to make their plans known for Canada Day this year. Of course, this will be uh, a return to something like 
what we used to see on Canada Day. We're expecting big crowds. The festivities for the main events have been moved uh, to the west of Parliament Hill uh, to a place called the Breton Flats, which is a uh, fairly uh, desolate area, just a, a couple of kilometers to the west of uh, Parliament Hill, but where the where the War Museum is. In other words, there's also going to be some festivities across the way in Gatineau. Um, uh, I guess for the summer, there will be will be a lot of lessons learned for from the convoy, uh, from the from the blockade. How do you think those will be applied this summer? What are police looking out for, and 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 how will they try to maintain sort of that that delicate balance between allowing people the right to protest and trying to uh, to keep the peace in an area that is often very busy in the summer? That that area right around Parliament in Ottawa. The first thing will be very quick and fulsome enforcement of bylaws and ordinary laws that have to do with keeping people moving. So anything to do with stopping your vehicle, putting your vehicle in a public thoroughfare, public road, this is already illegal. And where we saw this, people tried to do it again in the motorcycle convoy, rolling thunder. The police moved everybody along very quickly. We'll see more of that. But one thing I'd like to say, though, is the learning goes in both directions. So the state security apparatus has caught up to the techniques that the um, organizers brought forward in February and May with the two convoys. And the convoy organizers have themselves learned. So they have now decided to set up shop or camp where they're intending to stay for the duration of the summer far on the east end of Ottawa, outside of the municipality's boundaries on private property, where it will be very difficult for, well, impossible in a sense for Ottawa police, but difficult for other police jurisdictions to do much about it. They're planning to use that hub to coordinate and, I guess, synergize protesters who can leave Ottawa for a little bit, recharge, get their supplies and go back into the city. Their hope is to be able to send tens of thousands of protesters on a regular basis into Ottawa from that external boundary. So now you see the security services, the police will have to catch up to these adapted tactics of the, uh, the freedom movement. It's, it goes back and forth, this learning in our security services. It's like every time they catch up, they've got something new that they have to deal with. How are the folks of Ottawa feeling this, these days uh, following what happened over, over the winter? Is there, is there any renewed faith in the Ottawa Police Service's ability to, to handle these situations properly? Or has that, been, uh, is that trust still to be regained? So I haven't done the surveys, but if you take a look at uh, some, some uh, more um, quali- so qualitative sources of data, you look at the comments that people are leaving in newspaper media articles, You look at um, call-in radio programs or what people have had to say. There's a sense that the handling of the Rolling Thunder motorcycle convoy was done well enough by Ottawa police that a significant amount of, of, of renewed faith in crowd control measures by the Ottawa police has come back. But there's still a lot of apprehension. Uh, in the Ottawa population, sort of an, oh, no, here we go again, kind of vibe in the commentary. There's also a lack of understanding in the public where it'll come out on Twitter, it'll come out on the news that the police are coordinating with the protesters that are making their way down for the Canada Day festivities and beyond. Well, I understand that that might perplex people and say, well, wait a minute, Are they meant to be doing this? But this is standard and necessary police practice. They try to negotiate and have an agreed plan 
with all protesters who come to make a peaceable and legal point in the city. And that can include minimizing disruption by providing escorts to convoys through the city to prevent them from stopping. The danger is if groups don't honor their negotiated commitments with the police, as is what happened in the original Freedom Convoy in February, where Ottawa police were told by protest organization that they were coming for 72 hours. And obviously that was not um, what happened. Just 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 yourself. I mean, Canada Day, I lived in Ottawa for quite a while. Canada Day is always something that you kind of look forward to. It's a big event. Uh, Do you think people in general, whether they're coming from other parts of the country or whether they're there in the city already, are going to notice a difference this year in terms of just the just the way the security works? Because it's always been a relatively light on security event, to be frank, considering how big it is. It has. And, you know, I would say in a sense, as things grow beyond a certain critical mass, I mean, Ottawa's gotten a lot bigger in the last 10 years. It attracts far more tourists and visitors for events like Canada Day. These events have all gotten much bigger. And we see it in other cities as well. You know, Taste of the Danforth, the Greek festival in Toronto, is unrecognizable from what it was when I was a child. Parades around Canada have taken on a life of their own. It requires, beyond a certain size, a much more formal security response, just in a sense, to keep people moving. I think the idea of having a couple of sites even if we don't have protests moving into the future, is probably a great idea. Spread out vast numbers of people, give people a choice of where they'd like to go, whether they may have children or not have children or be worried about, you know, crowds being too tight around children. This is just something that we would expect to see. And we shouldn't sort of say, oh, well, protest has ruined it. We're not going to go. We can't handle it. I believe the security services certainly can handle it and not really take away from the quality of the experience for Canadian citizens. Will you be there, Michael? I'll be there. I'll be there for the first time, mostly out of curiosity. I've never had a Canada Day at the Le Breton Flats. Um, And like most people with all of the COVID, this and that for the last couple of years, haven't been to many festivals at all. So a nice outdoor event at Le Breton Flats. I'm starting to sound like the mayor here, like I'm plugging it. But no, I actually will be going as just as as an ordinary person. No, I get you. When I lived there, I would always go. I mean, it was one of those things you'd see all you'd see all the millions, you know, the, the thousands pouring in and think, oh, man, I don't know if I'm going to brave the crowd. And you'd always end up going because you felt like you'd missed out on a big event. Michael Kempa, thank you so much for your time. Thank you kindly. For most of us, crime is something we see on the news. We never think it could happen to us until it does. Loved ones are gone, and for the survivors, the scars will never heal. I'm Nancy Hickst, a senior crime reporter for Global News. And on this season of Crime Beat, I'll take you inside some of the most serious crime stories I've covered. Season six of Crime Beat is available now on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, and all podcast platforms.